This work was created on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This is a fictional podcast, and any names and stories bearing resemblance to real people are coincidental. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. May I suggest you head back to start at episode one. Hi, I'm Tony Lee, and I'm Development Executive at Fake House Pictures. It's Friday afternoon, the 16th of December. We've just returned from doing the pitch. We got a fair amount of feedback from Steve and the other execs, and it's time for us to share this feedback with the room. Okay, brace yourself, because we've got some feedback. Oh, Sambi, yeah, good, 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 come in. Because Sambi, if, if, if I hadn't taken notes, and if Sambi wasn't there, I probably wouldn't believe the feedback that we got. So I'm just gonna... Good or bad? I'm just gonna read it. So, so I took notes. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the feedback that we got, okay? And I might just go one by one. So we have, we have six points. <laughs> Do you want us to respond after each or not? Yes, feel free to respond after each, okay? So point number one. Um, make more of the characters have just one type of diverse identity so it's not so confusing. They all seem to have multiple diversities and we can't keep track of who is who. Oh, my God. This is oh what I'm talking about. They want to make the diversity palatable from a non-diverse perspective. So mm-hmm. obviously the audience that they keep thinking of is a white audience. Or a single identity type mm-hmm. kind of audience. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're basically saying have the disabled character but make them white, have the person of colour but make them straight, have the gay person but make them not disabled. Yeah. yeah. God forbid. Yeah. Never seen that before. One problem each. One yeah. problem each. One problem each. It's, it's like they're living in this fantasy wow. world where everything is simple, everyone is simple, but then they're like, oh, we really like complex characters, but we'll keep it simple. Did you say that to them? Oh, I was like, no, no, no. We just, once they started talking, we just took, we just took notes. So, because this gets better. Okay, you want the second one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> Take the white male gay best friend who is the lens that we enter this story world through. Make him the centre and beef up his role so he can be the lead. Just a lot wait, of what? That? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Josh, Sorry. the white male best friend uh, character, they want him <laughs> to be the, the lens that we enter the story. Is it Why? It's an ensemble. Did they just seriously just pay us and make us spend a week of our time to make this story because they said that they wanted more diverse stories and then they're making a white lead? The lead. Male. The lead. White male lead. What? Oh, but he's gay, so it's okay. Yeah, oh, but he's too deep. That's palatable, apparently. The <laughs> lead. The lead? Yeah, they want him of to be. Of our ensemble. <laughs> right. Okay, so this next note was not actually a note, but I wrote it down as a note, but it was just them kind of unpacking and discussing things. I'm about to beep out some names out of respect to these actors. Um, could we please write a roll through a type? And make her deaf. And make her a deaf character who signs because Steve's friend, Steve's friend is deaf and suggested this at his Bucks party last oh. week. I would like to wow. see what Hope says about this. I'm going to say, fuck off. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Fuck off. So no, the those three women, like okay. wonderful actresses, sure, but I know we'll just get them to learn sign language. Fuck off. It's no. So Why can't they have a character that's actually deaf and can actually sign? Like a, 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 an, actress an actress that's. Well, they did say. A and like you know the top of the range like that Australian like uh, won all of these awards we don't have a deaf actress that has done that yet in Australia yeah you're right they mean type by like the women who that, have won that awards that is not accepted the, by mm, all the home and away viewers not, all of that yeah, yeah. Um, I just it might be a bit too complicated because a woman and deaf it might be a bit as per first time. That's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, note number four was show don't tell. Make all invisible identities visible. Turn mixed race people to full race to make casting easier and make full disabled characters. And I say full word in inverted commas. So this is getting progressively worse. So my whole identity doesn't count in this world. What does full disabled mean? in terms of these full characters I mean if you, the whole point of diverse is that it's but also that'd be full characters but just one problem each yeah <laughs> like full problem two one max. Mm -hmm. that note cancels out the first note yeah so definitely not intersectional no, no. have a just white male full. lead yeah so we're all like he's diversity gay. and he's gay and then, like, all the people of color and everybody who has disabilities, like, anybody who isn't a gay white male is window dressing and backdrop. Like, what does that change? We've already got that. That's what we're Again, supposedly. we're coming back to this white male being the base. Yep, exactly. So a woman can't be a woman and gay. It's, no. it's just she's a woman. She can be a woman. And it's got a yeah. And make her do. It all has, they all, they're all men. And mm -hmm. they're all Except fully for. disabled. Fully <laughs> disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Racially monotone. <laughs> yeah. No ambiguity. They no. can't be uh, queer. They have to be specifically gay or that's no, it. Right? Like, there's no sex. There's like no authenticity in we any of this. This world doesn't exist. No gender. <laughs> we may be laughing. But as I look around the room, I can see the pain and agony in everyone's faces. It's the familiarity of these notes and the ease with which they were given to us that hurts the most. The laughter is just our way of coping. Okay, I've got two more notes. Let's just get through them. Oh, God. Um, okay. It's great you have all these people coming together since it's such an ensemble piece. Can you make this series themes about mateship and a fair go? But wait, what? What can you So they're saying you are, we are Australian. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm it's not. an ensemble piece. 
Are they gonna release it on Anzac Day? <laughs> Australia Day. Oh. Instead of the Lilad. This is so <laughs> so I love our ensemble with the lead. I love it. And to answer your question about um, how are we going to do this all, that was the final note. To help you clarify, we're bringing in Jimmy Love, a straight white guy, to help in the next stage of development. So who's worked with Jimmy Love? Has anyone worked with Jimmy Love? Who is that? I've heard. heard. I have. What was it like? Horrendous. <laughs> He's a massive mansplainer and actually explained my own Chinese culture to me even though he is white, because he's married to an Asian woman. Yeah. Say less. <laughs> no more. So in the next stage of development, um, these are the notes we have to incorporate, and, um, and, and to. Jimmy's going to come in and <clears throat> run the room. We have He's going to run the room. I don't know. They just said he's going to come and, and help. Like, I'm helped. Help. help. Yeah. So the long and short of it is what we pitched got accepted. <laughs> Wrong word. <laughs> and, you know, got green lit, or let's say yellow lit, I guess. Uh, so, you know, insofar as we, you know, take away all the interesting aspects of it and bring in Jimmy Love. So, what? Yes, yeah, so that's what I meant. Call it vanilla, go for the vanilla thing and see what happens. Call I think it's more Neapolitan than vanilla, right? Like, there's <laughs> clear blocks. <laughs> I hate <laughs> yeah, what? Just what elements of the show we pitched are still there? I just, I'm just trying to work out. The theme like, because the themes are gone, the ensemble is gone. <laughs> I would assume most of the women are gone, um, despite the room that they brought together. Um, there is a gay white male lead, and maybe his oh. mum is a esque woman. I don't know what other role she could play. Um, <laughs> um, I no, that would that would make him a coda. That would be too much. No, so his mum cannot be. Um, <laughs> Maybe his aunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nephew of. It's his cougar girl. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, but he, you know, so he's gay. Yeah. Well, so, so, look, it sounds like you're solving all the issues already. <laughs> What I'm taking from this is we made something and we spent a lot of time making something that was good oh, and it represented us and it talked about our issues and we are not enough. That's what I took from that. Mm -hmm. That's what I took we from this week. are not enough for them. And so we wrapped up our week of development and wrapped up our attempt to tick all of the diversity boxes at once. It's a week later, Friday the 24th of December. Steve has offered another week of development in late January, so I've organised a Zoom meeting to gauge everyone's interest. Okay, so the purpose of this meeting is I just thought it would be good for us to connect as a group um, about this next stage of development. So obviously we got the notes we got and... They do want to continue with developing this idea, incorporating the notes they have. They are going to um, bring Jimmy in. 
um, I think it's important. So, so Sami, you've had a conversation with, with Jimmy. Do you want to just brief us on what that convo was so that everyone can hear that? Yeah, sure. I think, um, you know, so I spoke with Jimmy a couple of days ago. I just, you know, sort of gave him a high level idea about what our project was about. Um, he's keen to be involved, um, you know, and he said he's keen to quote unquote, listen and learn. Um, so, you know, hopefully that means he has the right intentions, you know, or is performing the right intentions. I'm not sure, you know, I've, um, you know, if he's sort of an up and comer that the network is quite excited about. I've, this is the first time I've really spoken to him. So, you know, I don't have, a, a real sense for for him, but I get the sense that he'll come and be hopefully at least bringing a, a sort of positive attitude to to the project. So does anyone have any questions about what the next stage might look like or any concerns you might have? I, I guess ideally for me, I'd love to have the same group come together, but obviously with everything that's happened, you know, I understand if you would prefer to step off at this stage, that, and and it would be completely fine with me. I could completely understand if that if that's your choice. Um, so you know, before we kind of, um, before I kind of see whether you're you know wanting to be involved again, do you have any questions about um the next stage of development? I feel like, for me personally, look. There's a part of me I actually want to leave, but there's another part of me that goes, well, who else is going to look after that that side of it and my character and the whole um, that 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 the whole story of the deafness and all of that. And I just feel like I don't trust Jimmy enough to to believe that he will do that with any sense of authenticity. So I will stay just to make sure that I can fight for that story and protect it as much as I possibly can. I think I feel the same. Um, I have learned so much from this weekend, from, from being in this room with these people, and I appreciate that, the, you know, some of you might not want to come forward, but... I I still am of the opinion that if we all weave, then whatever comes after us might be worse. And so I think I feel a responsibility as like a custodian of this story to make sure that it's what we wanted as much as possible. And I hope that you don't have any ill will, I guess, towards the people that are staying because at the end of the day, we also have a responsibility to our own selves as well, I guess. But it's not to say that I haven't learned a lot from this process and respect what it has been for all of us. Tony, I have a quick question. Yeah. So if we decide to leave, then will the network replace us with somebody else who? Um, I'm not sure yet. Like, so, you know, Sam, feel free to jump in. But from my understanding, 
they're happy for us to do another week of development and for me to run the room and for me to bring a room together. It's just that they've advised that um, Jimmy should be part of that mix. So depending on your answers, um, and I would like to find a group who could tell a great story with, you know, the bones, because that's all that's left of the story that we created, um, the, idea, the idea and the premise and the story world that we created together. Um, so, you know, for, for, for example, Hope, if, if you, I'm really pleased that you're, that you're, um, returning for another week of development, but if you weren't, I would really make sure that there was someone, um, who could authentically, um, you know, be, take ownership of that storyline. I know, but are they as argumentative as me? Oh, probably not. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, thanks. Tony, is there going to be a trans character in the show? Yes, yes, yes. And is she going to be a white woman? Because um, from the wonderful list of recommendations, it sounds like it's going to, if there's going to be a trans woman in there, she's going to be white. Look, my, it's a great point. My approach to the next week of development is not necessarily to take on board all of those notes, but to justify perhaps a better path or uh, justify our responses. Yeah. The conversation turns to Jimmy, the network's current pet fave, the guy who they're imposing on us in the next stage of development. Jimmy, in my mind, is ticking the box. Like we are ticking the box by having him in the room. We don't have to listen to him. We don't have to. He's going to be one of, you know, 10 voices, 11 voices. He's not going to be someone who carries extra weight just because he's been brought in now. So I think we can put fears of him being a loud voice in the room to, to rest. I think, you know, I trust Tony to keep him in line in the room. And at the same time, I'll be having conversations in the, um, with Steve and others at the network throughout the week trying to get rid of some of those notes or at least soften some of those notes that we received. So I think we're hopefully we can keep this project going and, and going in, in a good direction. I'll do what I can in the back channels. You guys in the room can take any good ideas Jimmy has, but that's it. You don't have to, he's not more important than anyone else in the room. Thanks, Sanvi. I mean, but with all due respect, I've been in situations like this before, and I have to say I'm really scared that he'll come in and will dominate, and we'll have to spend a lot of labor educating him, you know, um, and then he gets all the credit. <laughs> so I, I'm just being really honest here. I don't want to waste my time and get exploited. You know what, though? Like, yeah, I, I can totally see him being annoying and loud and really alpha in the room and taking up a lot of space with his ideas. But if Tony is still running the room, like, you still ultimately have final say on what ideas go on the board. Like, he he hasn't been told he's head writer or anything, has he? He's just coming in as a contributor. We're not going to give him a whiteboard marker. No. Then... A whiteboard marker. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm running the room. So... Yeah, I mean, like who's he? He will take up space in terms of airtime, but like his ideas may not end up in the show. But like his ideas are the company's ideas. Like 
that his voice is already more important than ours. Our voices have already been stripped. Our ideas, our characters have already been stripped. Like it's, there's, there's nothing really left of this story that's... But remember, that's he's just one voice yes, and we've got all of ours. I'm just afraid that we're all going to end up performing for him though, right? As like the proxy network, proxy white audience. If that isn't that your sense. choice to do that or not? It is and it isn't, to be honest. Like, I mean, I don't know about you all, but um, I know that the dynamic changes when somebody of the dominant culture enters the room. Um, and I, I mean, I've been conditioned to perform in that way. You know, it's a sort of model minority thing <laughs> that I own and that I've been trying to work through. Um, and it's exhausting, right? Because you're constantly trying to balance this sort of double consciousness that you have. Um, so I, I, I get what you're saying, Penny. And I mean, regardless of the fact that he mansplained your Chinese identity to you, um, I, I don't want I don't want to demonize Jimmy. Um, but Jimmy is already more important. Like he isn't even here, and he is more important because he is the only one who has support from the network. <laughs> you know, we weren't supported, and already there is this white man coming in who's supported by the network, yes, he is more important. And I don't need no fucking Jimmy coming in here and writing a black character the way that people always write black characters. I don't fucking need it. I don't need to see those stereotypes. I don't need someone to take this story and take away the soul and take away everything about it just to give me the rations of it and say, hey, here you go, make it survive. I don't fucking need it. This is Kiara snapping. This was a big moment in the room. Some people hear this kind of snap and have the urge to say, hey, no need to be so aggressive. But for us in the moment, and for me listening back to this moment again now, it's a breath out, a release. This moment was a reaction, a response, a moment of history colliding with the present. It wasn't aggression, it wasn't the initiation of violence, it was a response to violence. Mina picks up on this point if the request is for us to return in what is already being framed as a less safe version of what we did last time, whoever does stay needs some like serious assurances that you, Tony, or you, Sanvi, or Channel 8 needs to put something serious on the table. Like it's like, yes, we this is like maybe like the only opportunity for a while or if ever for a lot of us to expect us to accept worse conditions to what we had before is violent and is asking us to belittle ourselves for crumbs, really. And maybe that, I don't know, that's, I mean, that's something we can't demand. We're again only going to be contracted for a week, if that, and then we'll see what happens after that and we'll have another Zoom and see what happens after that. But you two are in different positions to make those demands for whoever stays to actually be able to do the job that they're being paid to do, as well as I know that they're able to do it. What sorts of assurances would you be after? Reassurance that they're going to be writers for the actual episodes, that after they do all this work, they're not going to be put aside for someone else to come in and write the episode. They have, they're not just here for a week. They should be here for the, for the show. The job security. That not everyone in this room has. 
So I think I've got a pretty clear idea of most people. Um, Lee, what, what are you thinking? I do think that the, the conditions haven't been great. And like Mina said, there's no evidence that the conditions are improving. In fact, the conditions are even worse than before. So I don't really understand why I would come, come back and subject myself to another round of this experience. And I'm really in no mood to write a story for a white trans woman. And I think that's, I feel like that's what the direction is going to be. And I don't know if, if I, I'm in a position to ask for some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of promise that there will be a character in the show that eventually is going to be, you know, the, the, the one that I always wanted to write for, that I had initially written for. Um, so I feel like I'm, I'm unlikely to return. Okay, thanks, Lee. And, um, um, and Penny, what are you thinking? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm like five weeks away from having a baby. And then I have to take time off. And like the tumbleweeds that come after having a baby professionally freak me out. And I I feel like now is just not I'm so torn because like I I I see all these valid points in front of me. Like, yes, the conditions are not ideal. Why would I subject myself to this? Mina said that it's a violent work environment which is like a very confronting and truthful thing to hear but there's also like that survival element within me you know how do I survive in an industry <laughs> as someone who's already kind of been erased from the show like my mixed ethnicity doesn't count the fact that I'm half disabled <laughs> that doesn't count and then I'm going to add motherhood to it like I don't know, like I kind of just want to have, I, I do want to come back because I feel like, well, A, I really want to have my day in the sun with Jimmy Love and woman-splain his man culture to him. But also like I, I don't want this show, it sounds like it's going to go ahead no matter what. I don't want it to become just window dressing. Like I don't want the diversity to become window dressing in, in terms of who they cast you know, like I could add authenticity to the character voices in that week, extra week of development. And also there's potential if I stay on with the project that that could be something I come back to after I have my baby. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I have to stay. Okay, thanks. So um, am I right in saying at the moment it's, it's um, Krista, Hope and Penny uh, who are staying, and um, Kira, Blake, Grace, Lee, Mina, you're all choosing to step off? Is that right? Yep, seeing nodding. Tony, this isn't a reflection of working with you at all. This room has been healing to be around this many amazing and talented women but this just isn't the environment that I want to work in. There are conversations that we've had in this room that 
you know, outside of this room, we wouldn't have been able to have. That's a fact, you know. Um, so thank you. But no, I, I can't do that. Yeah, and I don't think all the way while falling on you to the weight doesn't necessarily fall at your feet. Like I understand you do have a degree of control, but in the systems you only had so much power and the things coming at this room are above your pay grade and above of just like what you can control. And it's not great, but, I, you know, we did the best, we all did, I think we all did the best we could given what we had. Um, I think Grace was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I was going to say um, it's been exhausting. I think we're all exhausted with everything that's happened. Um, it's Christmas Eve. I still have emails that I need to respond to. And I'm so lucky because I do have a full-time job. And so this isn't – I can leave, but a part of me really wants to stay. Um, and see what happens and help. Um, I feel like we're just in an impossible situation, you know? Um, there's this, um, I don't know, some of you might know about this idea of the master's house from Audre Lorde. It's a, it's a speech that I teach in all of my classes, and it's just a few pages. But basically, um, Audre Lorde, who is this amazing queer black feminist uh, artist and activist um, was addressing a group of um, middle-class white feminist academics in New York in the 80s. It was a conference on Simone de Beauvoir. And she just let them have it because they had found her at the last minute, you know, as the token, you know, lesbian black woman to talk about difference. And I just feel like in some ways, Tony <laughs> and Sanvi had been tasked with that, and they brought us together, and we had this amazing experience. But we're still contained in what Audre Lorde would call the master's house, which is the system. And it's so hard to work within that system. And Audre Lorde said, we just need to dismantle the master's house. And in many ways, all of us are being asked to redecorate the master's house, you know? Um, and I just don't know how I feel, actually, because when we dismantle, how does that happen if we dismantle? A part of me just, I want to keep in touch with all of you so that we can meet up, you know, somewhere else and, and, and write these stories together and tell them in a different forum, in a different way, you know? Um, but yeah, sorry, that was like weird academic lecture, but it can't help but think about the master's house in this context. And I'm leaving it because I'm tired and I want to hang out, you know, in my own little cocoon for a little while. This one week of development, this task to tick all the diversity boxes at once, was an opening to change things from the inside. But as Grace quoted from Audre Lorde, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. And so it is with this podcast, with this sharing of our story, that we've used this tool, this medium, this vehicle to build our own house. And we've welcomed you into this house, furnished with all our own discomfort, vulnerability and the ugliness of our insecurities alongside the beauty and grace of our comradeship 
candour and solidarity. The show we pitched went through another round of development. From there, Channel 8 sat on the show and it hasn't gone any further. I guess they can always say that it's still in development. This is diversity work. Diversity work is staying. Diversity work is quitting. Diversity work is listening. Diversity work is letting go. Diversity work is creating something new. Diversity work is healing. Diversity Work was directed and edited by me, Pearl Tan, and co-created and performed by Pearl Tan, Anna Maria Bello, George Coles, Madison Coles, Emily Dash, More Blessing Mature, Jane Park, Priya Roy, Amy Stewart and Susie Rong. Sound recording by Ingrid Rowell. Sound design and mixing by Raquel Cuevas. 